Welcome to Survivor Cast. International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And stay on the pod. It's our penultimate week before the finale. And we're talking Survivor Main, episode 11 and 12. Episode 11 titled, A Comedy of Errors. Also, Surviving Maine, did you realize and slash intend to release 13 episodes of your season? Mm. Unlucky. Pretty spooky. Ooh. All right. Anything at the top of the pod before we hop into this episode, Cody? I do have some news at the top of the pod. News corner. I guess we're just getting it out of the way right up top. News Corner. I think I'm forgetting something already, though. Are you joking? No. Well, one thing we can definitely talk about is... I'm like, is this a bit? It's not a bit. I feel like I had more news than... Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Here we go. Shit. Okay. One thing. Jeff Probst starting a podcast. Oh, my God. Well, we might as well quit right now. I mean, honestly, the already oversaturated Survivor podcast field now has fucking Jeff Probst podcasting. More like Jeff Pods. Thank God we don't cover, like, CBS Survivor. What if he started covering Surviving Maine as well? How crazy would that be? Liza would lose their minds. What if Liza was a guest on Probst's podcast? I mean, that would be a fun angle for Propes to take. Like, the fan... The fan host comes and talks to the master host? Well, that and just, like, the overwhelming... Like, because Survivor seems to be all about the, like, overwhelming community it builds, right? Definitely. So why not, like, give this as another opportunity for people in the community to be involved with Survivor? They should talk about and highlight some fucking fan-made LRGs on, you know, finale night Absolutely. on CBS. Absolutely. Get Liza in the audience. Oh my goodness. What about the whole surviving main cast? going oh. Like, each... Everyone from all the surviving main cast need to go out to this next season's finale live. Damn. That'd be fun. It's like a guerrilla marketing thing. Yeah. They don't even know. They just yes. all of a sudden, every person they talk to in the audience, okay, you, this person mentioned surviving main. Let's ask this other person in the audience a different question. They also bring up surviving main. And then at the end, they break out into a dance mob oh my gosh a choreographed surviving main number yes please liza is the ringleader taylor did the choreography though they're both wearing like ringleader you know the big hat and the jacket with tails and they've got the canes both of them though and a costume shaped like mane Yes. Done and done. And then they get into a tiny clown car and drive off. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for <laughs> planning all that for you. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> Jeff Probst podcast. Fun. But then also, speaking of rival podcasts, Oh, Jackie, God. 
finally got around to listening to some of Taylor's podcasts. Oh, okay. We're going to do a quick 30-minute breakdown of all the surviving main bonus material before the finale on Wednesday. Oh, my God, we are? Yeah, one of us is. Sure, we'll get to it. It'll happen. Hell, yeah. That thing we promised to do last week. Oh, God. For President's Day. Did we? We said we would. Okay, we'll do it. We'll fucking do it. But... What else are we going to do on a Tuesday night? One thing we will... I do want to touch on quick is I listened to the John episode. Okay. And, you know, real joyous and fun, drinking some 42-year-old whiskey on his app. Okay, all right, fancy boy, John. Got the broken leg story. Shit, how did he break his leg? Broke his leg on some black ice going into bar trivia. Fuck, John, ice is fucking treacherous, bro. You're kindred spirits. You're both teachers who broke legs on ice. Yeah, mine was at recess duty, so I hear you, bro. At least I had work comp to pay for it, question mark. And we got the confirmation that Larry, the idol name, is Mm. an homage to Larry. Oh, what's this from? I'm not sure. Okay. Didn't clarify that. Cool. And on the podcast, it was weird. He demanded to be called both Dr. Puzzle or Dr. Fun. Okay. Demanded it. I'm just going to say I'm really disappointed that you push to figure out that Slurry is an homage to Larry, but don't figure out what the sl part, the s- part of it is. Like, come on now. Come on now. Do a little digging. You know... Taylor's podcast, unsurprisingly, is better than our podcast. <laughs> better produced. The sound levels are more even. Really? They're a good. She's not just yelling at the different <laughs> Michael Hughes. The Trisha episode, which I'm listening to, is a lot of fun. They've got good banter. You can tell that they are friends. It's good stuff. I recommend the Surviving Main podcast. Cool. I love it. Are we ready, Jacqueline? To... Are you saying that people should stop listening to us right now and go listen to the Surviving Main podcast? If you're going to pick one or the other, listen to this one. Okay. I Thank think, God. I think Taylor would agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Here we go. Jess ran the whole thing. Matt's talking about Mike. What? Being hilarious. Are you just reading straight from your notes? <laughs> yep. What was that first thing about Jess? Uh, ran the whole thing, question mark. What does that mean? I have no idea. Don't just say things that you don't know what they... What? I don't know. We're at the final morning of Maine 2022. Yes. Oh, just like lots of decisions were made by Jess that maybe weren't super clear to us in the game. And she ran the whole thing is how you (laughs) articulate that? Yep. Oh. Mary Ellen is pretty stoked that Mike is gone. Almost like that fire. And this whole thing that, uh, you know, Mike, he just jilted Matt too many times. Too Mm -hmm. many times did he tease him at the altar just to be gone when he needed him the most. It's fucking hilarious to listen to Matt talk about Mike at this last moments, mornings, moments. Just the how they never quite got the timing correct. Always coming back to him saying, hey, in a few rounds, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. <laughs> Just a few rounds. We're going to we're going to tickle their balls. And oh. he never followed through. Um, Andy is setting the record for the most number of poorly played advantages. I, no, I didn't he make that action. Didn't the, they do like the tickling hand? 
like you're making the hand pointed outward with the fingers like moving in a beckon a come hither <laughs> gesture and sure, you're imagining that's what i was mike's with. testicles above <laughs> your fingers and the come hither gesture no i thought that he had made some sort of reference like that does it say that in your notes yes ball tickle gesture yes i did i am not sure but i bet that your notes are unimpeachable. So. I know, right? Andy reveals to everyone where he found all of his secret idols. And he really couldn't understand why they were targeting Mike. Dan thinks that if he goes to the end with Andy, he can win. So his choice at this move is to start eliminating the women. Yeah, I, I mean... I don't fully understand why he thinks bringing Matt with him to the finale would be a good choice. Right. Or why it's just like, okay, need to get out Jess, Mary Ellen, and like, what the fuck? Why the ladies, Dan? Come on. I mean, Delaney and Jess have played such similar games that I understand, like, but they're completely opposite to Mary Ellen. So then why Mary Ellen? Yeah. I guess they are all threats to him in different ways or are all appealing to the jury in different ways. I guess. There are just in general pretty strong kumbaya vibes around camp amongst the remaining castaways in general to have made it to the final six. Yeah, I agree. Sounds like they have a really lovely evening together. They joke about what they would do with the million. They saw a shooting star... What would you do with a million, Cody? What would I do with a million dollars? If I had a million dollars, I would pay to become the front man of the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh. You just people want... that sing that song. Okay, cool. What would you do with a million dollars? I would um Yeah, what would I do? I would buy the rights to Serafina. And I would remake the movie Serafina. Hmm. What would you do? Really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would pay off all my debt. Sure. Travel the world. Donate the rest. Done and done. Mm, boring answer. I you know. wouldn't remake a 90s Whoopi Goldberg movie? Probably not. Well, I love it. Thanks. Matt is they talk about Larry, um, how Matt thought that he would be the first out, mm-hmm. how Larry got sunstroke, the ghost of Larry. Ooh. And then Jess and Delaney talk about how they're both each other's number one. Well, and Jess is like, you know, we got to get Andy out, but how the fuck do we put that in motion? Right. I think it's like, why don't they see Mary Ellen and Matt as an option to get Andy out? But Delaney has this moment where she's like, I've only got love, respect and excitement for Mary Ellen, which is like an interesting mindset. Is it condescending excitement for her to fulfill her dreams in front of her family? Yeah. Therefore she's a threat. Oh, that's why she's that... a threat. Yes. I think, I misunderstood then. I thought that she was saying, I kind of want Mary Ellen to make it that far because. Mm-mm. And I I don't think it's condescending. I think it could come across as condescending. I wondered if you felt like that. But the, it is interesting that there, some people have this mindset of 
let's get Mary Ellen to this position, but I, Delaney's not on that kick, you're saying. Right, or not even, like, let's get Mary Ellen to that position, but, like, wouldn't it be really cool to watch Mary Ellen, like, this older, oh, okay. I quote-unquote older, like, there's a lot of talk about, like, wouldn't yes. it be cool, but, like, that, that, that in and of itself makes her a threat, because then the jury's over there wanting that story to fulfill. I mean... So that's what she was saying. Delaney's absolutely correct. It's a very compelling narrative. Yeah. She specifically um, says, like, there's this finesse in calling Dan a goat. Mm, Yeah. That she has, like. Right. And that he's made zero impression on her. Yeah. Dan... Also, speaking of Dan, Dan is like, my resume is terrible at this point in the game, but that's good because it means I'm not a threat to anyone. But that also means I have to, at this moment, make a big enough move to validate me potentially winning. Well, and it's like, is it too little too late for that? I don't know. I mean, because Delaney is like, yeah, Dan is Mr. Timid, Mr. Just Nodding Along to all the plans. Mm -hmm. You know, what does it take to win the game? what narratives are winning narratives and at what point in the game do you have to start employing that when is it too late because it's pretty late in the game at this point it is but you can't take delaney's word for it because delaney also feels like matt hasn't done much but matt has done so like at this point having watched both these episodes i and knowing it's a final three spoiler alert (laughs) um and knowing who the final four are now, hopping ahead to the end of episode 12, like, Matt could very well get to the end. Delaney saying that, and Delaney being a very... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You finish your thought. Well, just Matt having so much under the radar yeah. and having such a shot at making it to the end because of people really not knowing what he did... I mean, he's got a really good shot here. What an ace in the hole to bring out at the jury deliberation to tell them all the shit you've been doing. And just the fact that I think Delaney is a very Mm -hmm. aware, very crafty player. And the fact that she does view Matt as having played a passive game really speaks to what high level of gameplay Matt has had going on. A thousand percent. Cut to uh, Delaney and Jess finding an idol. Well, and Jess... You know, really the Jack Nicholson of the season, having crossed off 90% of her bucket list, hanging with Morgan Freeman. Ridiculous. Ever see that movie, The Bucket List? I have not seen it. Really? Weirdly enough, I saw it in theaters with a group of high school friends. No, I remember in high school, like, friends proposing we go to it and us deciding not to. You know what my critique of the like, bucket list is? We don't want to watch these old men do shit that they want to do. Like, it's, it's not enough fun. It should be just fun. It should be the two of them only having fun. Yeah, a thousand percent. But it gets bogged down in this whole thing of Jack Nicholson needs to reconnect with his estranged daughter. Jack and... Nicholson is a creep and a half. He should just like <laughs> only be creeping out like an old man. Listen, listeners. Okay. For some reason, Jackie does not find Jack Nicholson attractive at any point in his career. He's a creep and a half. He's 
attractive despite his creepiness. No, his creepiness is so off-putting. I can't even handle it. He's the hottest creep there's ever been. You definitely don't want to see photos of fat Jack Nicholson sitting courtside at Lakers games in like a tracksuit where he probably he's very unattractive. Put it in your fucking notes right now that the poll attached to this episode which, if you're listening, you better take the poll on Spotify because it makes Cody really sad that no one ever takes the poll. Well, the polls are... I've never put a poll up because they don't work for some reason. Oh, I was like, the poll's got to be people's attractedness to Jack Nicholson. I'll ask the question, Are you? do you find Jack hot? And, and we'll try to do it as a poll. And if it doesn't work, we'll do it just as a question. Okay. But... Jess, who is Jack Nicholson. Oh, and the other thing is like Morgan Freeman. It's kind of that they go realistic with Morgan Freeman in that he's a guy dying. He has a family and his wife is like, you're going to abandon us to go cavorting around around with Jack Nicholson. No, you should be like dying with your fucking family. And he's like, well, no, it's my dream to drive (laughs) go-karts. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. And the assistant from Will and Grace, or the guy from Will and Grace, is. There. I was gonna say, I think there's more than just the two guys, right? No, doing crossing off. Yeah, they're buck. No, it's just the two of them. Oh, okay, but sequel. Bucket Are you kidding list me? Two, there should be where there's like a whole retirement community of old men of ladies. Ooh, gender swap it. Yes, please. But what would we need a title that? Just from the title, you know that it's a lady bucket list story and not your grandpa's male-centric bucket list. What about, like, a pale list? The pale list? A P-A-I-L? Right? Like a pale? Because pails are smaller than buckets. Yeah. And on the poster, just slap a pink bow on the pail (laughs) so we know it's for ladies. Exactly. Now... Patent, copyright... Don't go stealing this idea. <laughs> By, you know, Monday morning, I look in the old Hollywood trades and see Liza Enterprises has begun production on The Pale List. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Starring the cast of 80 for Brady. Yes. Okay. Um, And I really love the Jess and Delaney friendship. I do, too. It's heartwarming. Is it going to be like a lifelong we're buddies now forever friendship? Did we, I think I, with the whole bucket list diversion, did we talk about Delaney finding the idol in front of Jess and then both having a good time? Yeah. No one else saw it? No. Okay. Good stuff. But are they going to be lifelong friends? I mean, let's call it right here on the pod. Yes. Lifelong friends. Lifelong friends. Delaney and Jess are lifelong friends. It's been cast in stone. There you go. That was my like witchy brew for you. Do we like Delaney's uh, Borat impression? Little sneaky sneak. I mean, we love everything about Delaney. I think that's why everyone's so scared of her. You know what I love? What? I love Matt's beard coming in. Ooh. Got a little five o'clocky when he's not a talkying to his razor. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a little five o'clocky when he's not talky to his razor. <laughs> he got a little five o'clocky when he's not talky to his razor. Yes, that could be like a Gillette fucking commercial jingle. Fucking send it off. Copyright. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want on Monday morning turn on the old television and see Liza Corporations and their new Gillette commercial jingle. Can we get to fucking immunity yet? <laughs> yes. Okay. So for immunity, they're standing on platforms, holding a ball in a ball holder. On a platform. Balancing the ball. Yes. How about, I mean, speaking of Liza, they're looking cinematic as fuck, draped in shadow with the, the light behind them in the clouds. You can't see their features at all. It's just all shadow face. Oh, shadow shadow host like when people who didn't want their identities to be known would talk about <laughs> doing like drugs and like don't do drug videos in school on this challenge you're going to be standing <laughs> I mean, on a platform isn't that isn't that the same thing <laughs> not quite that level of obscuring well that's good and we got some some good taylor piano going on the soundtrack hashtag release the taylor main vinyl vinyl um yeah it really fits with everyone's motions ball motions i can like put myself into the motion of the ball as it's going around and around the ball hashtag ball motions so yeah this is just a classic <laughs> endurance challenge Mary Ellen is out first Aww. and immediately. Really sad. And then, you know, everyone's just hanging in there. Dan's in trouble for a while. It has some impressive recoveries until he doesn't and he's out. Dan, the recovery queen. Mm. Uh, walk that recovery oh, duck. Um, what, uh, what is Dan? A, a, a cover band? What is a he? A famous band? Uh, cover band? Because he keeps covering. Ha. He keeps recovering. Hey, ha, what ha, is ha. Dan? A, a nervous man cooking rice because he keeps recovering. You know, oh. he's like, he's checking it. And then Do you have these written it. down right now? Yeah. What is Dan? <laughs> I was hoping this would spark something. <laughs> what is Dan? Uh, car cape? Because it <laughs> keeps cover recovering during rainstorms. Mm. <laughs> These are definitely getting better as we go. What is Dan? <laughs> um, in what's it called? <laughs> um, in AA because he's recovering. Oh, okay. oh God, no. that's that's the one we want to end on. Because he keeps recovering. <laughs> what oh. is Dan, a little kid outside? Because he keeps taking his coat off and recovering. No, no, no. What is Dan, a basketball player who's dribbling mm. hard because he keeps recovering the ball? What is Dan, a restless sleeper? Because oh. he keeps recovering because he's kicked his covers off i love it what is dan, <laughs> I said, what is dan? send us all your recovery jokes send us all your recovery what is dan eminem because he keeps recovering eminem has two albums called recovery i think oh okay i think what is weird what is dan weird al because he keeps recovering other people's music <laughs> I'm just addicted to saying, what is Dan now? <laughs> what is Dan? This is our best Dan riff yet. I mean, is it our only Dan riff? We talked about his pants a lot. Oh, true. His crotch. I'm glad we've moved on past that and we're recovering our podcast. 
what about Matt's grandma yelps while he's trying to recover? And he's all like, whoop, whoop, oh, grandma. <laughs> and it, well, the best, I, I have bird noises. I have like, um the best part of it is delaney definitely like trying so hard not to lose her shit listening to this that's definitely the best part of it full-on blinders trying to look straight ahead fully ignore matt to not drop her ball and then matt's out yes and delaney's got the hand on the tummy and the napoleon stance and it's only been five minutes y'all crazy so five minutes in, Liza's still draped in shadow. Jess struggles and fails. And now it's Andy versus Delaney. King Kong versus Godzilla. Which is which? Um, I'm going to say that Delaney is Godzilla. I think I agree. I love it. Uh, Delaney has this moment where she gets like a really long arm stretch out but recovers back. It almost looks like she's doing ballet or yoga. Or Statue of liberty in it. There's also a moment where it almost looks like she's having a steering contest with that ball. Mm. I should have clocked the time. It's right about that 20-minute mark. Does Delaney bear a striking resemblance to the Statue of Liberty face? I mean, yeah. Delaney she is She should get a tattoo of the Statue of Liberty with her face Delaney on Delaney should be Miss America. Mm. Miss Maine America. Miss Maine America. And then, so the they're at the twenty minute mark, and this moment—I think I've already said that—but this moment comes where they have to do a live transition, lower their hand to the bottom of the pole. It looks really fucking hot outside. And this looks like a difficult transition to make. Andy, I think, makes the correct strategic move and mm-hmm. essentially waits out Delaney. Delaney loses only because she tried to transition first. Well, and there is a countdown. There is. So you have a set amount of time and Liza's counting them down. Andy, I think just very smartly is watching Delaney and just makes her go first. Well, and also like there's a moment, the moment that Liza says there's going to be a live transition. Andy just shakes his head. No, right. He like straight up is like, fuck that. That's not going to happen. Nope. So I think Andy committed to not transitioning and was just going to lose. It might not even be a strategic move. It might just be, I'm drawing the Luck. line in the sand. Yeah. This is, I'm not transitioning. And that paid out for him. Because he wins. Sometimes giving up is the right route, kids. And I just want to say Taylor scored silent movies in another life. Because the piano is off the chain. In a real old-timey fashion. Or Taylor never ages. Oh, my gosh. And did it in this life. Holy. Or Taylor does age, but just gracefully. Really, really slowly. Really? 308. <laughs> she has the ring. Are you saying, like, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, ring? because it extends your life. Some type of Bilbo situation? Mm-hmm. Bilbo ain't it. All right. With that, let's go back to camp. Right post-immunity, there's this moment where Andy's like, I flew all the way here and my arms are tired. (laughs) Snare drum. Great soundtrack moment. Yes. Matt's doing his congrats, congrats, slay, slay, like a politician kissing babies. And at the top, it seems like the fellas are pretty keen on getting at one of the ladies. 
Yes, except for Dan, who's kind of targeting the Greens. He's not so much gendered, but... I mean, he's targeting Mary Ellen specifically. So. He says her eyes sparkle too much. If she were to talk to the jury, her hashtag sparkle eyes, hashtag mama sparkle would pull them in too much. No, that's talking about Delaney. Oh, really? Yep. Dan's in love that with Delaney. Delaney draws people in that her eyes sparkle, that she's the whole package. He says that she's the whole package. I mean... Survivor-wise. The gentlemen talking about Delaney all say this. It's not just Dan, but Dan and Matt and Andy discussing Delaney. All of this comes out. Now, I've heard of Betty Davis' eyes, but you know what Delaney's got? Delaney sparkles. And Daniel Craig eyes. She's oh. got those icy blue James Bond assassin eyes. Because she's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. And steal your million. Do you think Delaney's ever killed a man for the British government? Yes. I agree. So, Dan. going to kill you next. Me? I mean, you for just the outed her. Oh, fuck. I know. Parody, parody. Just him, Delaney. Yeah, Jackie knows kidding. nothing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mary Ellen spreading the word that Delaney is too likable and must be taken out. While Dan is putting his foot down and he's like, I got to make my big move. I got to make my mark. And I feel like Dan really pushing that is really leading the ladies to want to vote him out. Except for Mary Ellen, who wants to keep him around as the GOAT. I do love Dan, but is he the official goat of the season at this point? Like, greatest of all time goat or goat goat? Like, I'm a little goat boy, bring me to the end to vote me off. Maybe. I think he might be. I think so, too. We've got the hashtag Sinister6. Sorry, someone keeps playing with my cord down there. Uh-oh, the third host, Fosse the Cat. Fosse the Cat's the cord player. Um... So, sorry, we're distracted by the cat. She's so cute, but so chord playful. Matt wants to go to the end with people he respects and people that he wants to win. So he's feeling that classic conflict between, you know, do I vote based off of who I respect in the game or do I vote based off who I can beat? It really makes me wonder, is it Matt or Mary Ellen that has the sway vote here? Is it them as a unit, or is this the first time that they might sway differently? Someone has some hashtag imperceptible mutterings. I'm assuming that's Andy. It is Andy. Bleep, blop, bloop. <laughs> is he a robot? I just, you wait. It, oh, what? You think Andy's going to reveal himself to be a robot? What part of him is robotic, do you think? He's going to have a da Dalek, like, eye shoot out of his forehead here. Damn. Mary, Mary Ellen wants to bring Dan to the end because she full-on thinks that that's the only person she can beat at this point. <laughs> we also get this moment where Delaney says that boys lie, but she says it right in front of Matt. And then Matt's like, oh, boys lying. Telltale sign. You know what Delaney's favorite song is? What? Boys Don't Lie by The Cure. Well, we love that. Boys Don't Lie. Right? Yes. Boys Don't Lie. But they do lie. Well, they also cry. Oh. You know how that song, Boys oh. Don't Cry, is about I how boys do, do cry. cry? Okay. 
hiding the tears in my eyes because boys don't cry. But then hiding the fibs on my lips because boys don't lie. I try to work with Andy hiding the fibs on my lips because boys don't lie. Right? Lie. No one wants to go to rocks, though. Right. And it ends on Marianne saying, I just hope the vote goes as planned. But does Mary Ellen know what plan they're talking about? And we got some imperceptible mutterings from Andy. We also get some muffled murmurs from him as well. True. For sure. Let's go to tribal, Jackie. Tribal! Yeehaw! Delaney's feeling vulnerable. And scared. Matt says that they had a bunch of hashtag cute chats at the fire last night. Okay, hold up a minute. What the fuck is going on here between the quality of camera shot of Liza and then the quality of camera shot and audio of the tribe? Oh, wow. There's like a vast difference in like lighting, sound, and video quality between shots of Liza and shots of the tribe. It could straight up be a decent camera versus like a phone camera. True. Who knows? I'm just really curious what it is because it's very, very noticeable. I'm surprised you're saying, oh, well, oh, wow, as in you didn't notice this. I need Jeff Probst to do a behind the torch surviving main episode and give me all those production deets. I love it. Jess says that the immunity holder and Andy in general, which are the same thing, are the biggest threat in the game currently. I mean, anyone who's safe is a threat, right? Because they're not vulnerable. But then Andy pushes back on that and he's like, whoa, whoa, I'm just a sloppy pig who's been playing a sloppy (laughs) game in the slop. Sloppy slop. Well, Matt says that he's been shooting lots of blanks this season, so... Not getting anybody pregnant up in there. I mean, I cannot wait until there's the first surviving main on show pregnancy. Oh, my God. Whether that's a baby being conceived or delivered during <laughs> gameplay. Or discovered. They find a baby in the woods. <laughs> or, like, realize that they're pregnant. It'd be crazy they found a baby. <laughs> this is not part of the challenge, Liza, <laughs> calling it off. Um, okay. Would they, I mean, what do you do ethically in that situation? I mean... Does the baby st- win immunity? Stop the game and call the police? <laughs> we, but do you Those film the whole pigs? thing? Probably. You probably turn the show into a, like, discovered baby and go famous. Do you call the cops? I guess you have to call the cops. Yes, or the hospital. You go to the hospital. Call the hospital. <laughs> Hi, I just found this baby. Oh no, the cops dropped their guns because it was sticky with donut residue and accidentally shot, shot the baby. I see, I was gonna say shot the baby and thought that was too dark, so I was gonna say shot a contestant. Mm, a castaway? A castaway. Contestant. A main away. Shaw. Main away? Ooh, what if it shot like someone's family member who was there watching? I do Cameraman like man Brandon. Oh my god. In the foot? Oh my god. Fuck. And then he loses the foot. And gets a robotic foot, and he's the cyborg. And he takes over the world. What? Yeah. Okay. First so... cyborg president. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's what you mean by taking over the world? <laughs> I mean, and isn't that work. how it starts? Craftwork plays at isn't his inauguration. That how it starts? 
first the foot, then the world. Craft work over, uh, like... Daft Punk? Yeah. Well, let's get all the robot bands to reunite and play at his inauguration. Hell yeah. Don't be ripping paper on pod. It's... Crazy cat. Sexy AMSR. <laughs> Are you going to start a solo podcast where you just say sexy things and then rip pieces of paper in half? No, just where I say sexy AMSR. Rip. Oh, you just say the word sexy ASMR? Yeah. I love it. You're welcome. So Liza poses the question, what is the jury looking for? Some idols. Dan says every juror is a beautiful snowflake and there's too many variables. Hashtag calculus Hmm. pushes his little glasses back up on the bridge of his nose. Well, you see. But as Andy stated earlier, everyone does calculus differently. (laughs) Do they? (laughs) Isn't there one correct way to do calculus? (laughs) That's what he like literally goes through the circle of saying being like, you know, everybody does calculus differently. Well, actually, I suppose everyone should do calculus the same. Never mind. That makes no sense. Andy also says that self-awareness is key. And then he goes to vote first. And I think the vote order must be based on where you're sitting, correct? Probably. If but I... do you have to cycle in in a certain way? Hmm. So, like, you get lined up, and then you sit, and then it's you go vote. And they just have everyone go in the same order. Yes. If I were the host, not uh, Monday morning quarterback Liza, mm. I would just be throwing constant curveballs. You yeah. go vote first this time. <laughs> now, before before we talk votes, just remember this is the last time you can play your shot in the dark. Okay, that's interesting. This is the last round for shot in the dark play. Next round is final round for idle play. Yes. I kind of like, and I don't know if this is just standard, I like that they're not at the same moment. I agree. I agree that different advantages have different usages. Interesting. So, Andy goes to vote. And he's a little less sleepy on his idol hunt in the voting booth this time. (laughs) But Dan? Um, Yeah. Okay, here's the question. Should you ever ask people, like, how to spell their name? Mm, I mean, that's a giveaway that you're going to vote for them. But, like, is this, like, a convo you have night one with everybody of, like, hey, everyone, let's all spell our names just so we're not insulting each other when we go to... Sorry, the cat is trying to, like, attack my braid. Yes, I think it's an unbecoming question (laughs) that's a little annoying and pointless because, what, you can't spell it close enough? And if you're a person who's going to be, like, you know, I work in a field where I call people and I read their name and I have to call and interact with them. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, like secretary or front desk person, guardian, and I mispronounce their name and they like sassily correct me, I'm just like, fuck you. Come on. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Say my they name. They do. They do. Especially on behalf of someone else is the most <clears throat> obnoxious thing. But that's the thing. I am a mumbler, and people mispronounce my name all the time. I don't care. As long as I know you're referring to me. So You don't care? In certain situations, of course, you should take the time to do it correctly. But in this scenario, when you don't want to tilt your hand ahead of time, 
or it's like I'm going to be asking ten people how to spell their name on True. day one and then forget Not anyway. Remember any of it? Just yeah. feels like a silly hoop to jump through. Okay. We get the rare kind vote out words from Dan. I feel like he's usually kind of mean when he votes, but he says True. something nice for this person. And uh, yeah, let's uh, go to the votes. Mary Ellen plays her shot in the dark and she is not safe. Now, at first, I think this is a ploy by Mary Ellen to not get any blood on her hands, mm. to be like, I didn't want it to be a 3-3 split, but I knew Matt wanted Dan over Delaney. And so since I had already told Dan I was going to vote Delaney, I'm just going to use my shot in the dark. Sure. And I truly thought she was just doing it that way, that it was all strategically like a charade. Didn't think she was actually in danger. Come to find out. She just thought she was in danger. Yes. Well, the votes come in, Jacqueline. Yes. Two votes for D-Dog Delaney. Oh, no. Three votes for Dan. There's an audible gasp as the second Dan vote comes in. The jury is shook. They are shook and shaken and gooped and gopped. I have in my notes, Taylor, how could you? Taylor apologizes on screen for Dan's robot voice. Oh, okay. I am Cyborg Dan. And then Dan says, Jesus, and immediately starts praying. He pulls a John Lennon and says that he's bigger than Jesus. Yes. You know, mate, I played a pretty good game. My game was bigger than Jesus even. Oh, God, blasphemy. I better pray to him. And then Dan thinks that Jess is the strongest. He says a great experience, a well-run game with a dynamic cast, and that he's at peace. That he's going to be able to rest in peace. (laughs) If I die tonight, I'll die a happy man. Thank goodness. So we've got a little bit of things to do here. Oh, man. First of all, I'm going to say that Dan is Colin Baker, the sixth doctor. Doctor. I could see that. The doctor who, upon regenerating, tried to strangle his companion. Oh, God. Wears a rainbow coat. You know, yeah. I would say that Dan accidentally strangled his game. Mm-hmm. The game is his companion. Yes. And he's got curly hair like Dan. Of course. But Does Jacqueline, curly, hair? curly enough, hmm. <laughs> it's that special time. Oh, my God. Where we are down to five contestants, meaning it's when we play the Spice Girl game on the pod. And Our we- favorite each assign one of the remaining contestants their correlating vibing Spice Girl twin. I'm going to say that this was maybe one of the hardest group of five. It was one of the tougher ones. I, I don't know if we've encountered many groups of five that were more difficult to distinguish which Spice Girl they were. How would you like to do this? Do you want to go name a Spice Girl each say who we gave that Spice Girl to, or I run down my five, you run down your five. I think you run down, I run down. All right, I'm going to go first. Okay. Four, I'm just going to try and break it down how I thought this through. Cool. 
I gave Andy ginger spice. Okay. Because I think he has like <laughs> distinctive moppish blonde, dirty blonde hair. Yeah. The closest thing to ginger. Got you. Matt is baby spice because <laughs> he's, you know, our big giggling mustachioed baby that we love. Matt is baby. Matt is baby. Sometimes it's just undeniable. And Matt is baby. Okay. That was my keystone. Matt is baby. I'm going to tell you that was my keystone too. That's <laughs> well, the I'd... only one that I fucking knew right away is that Matt is baby. If there's one truth I know in this life, <laughs> it's that Matt, Matt is, is baby. baby. Hashtag Matt is baby. So what does that leave me with? Andy is ginger. Matt is baby. Delaney is sporty because she's very sporty and, you know, a badass. And then that means Jess is scary, not in a bad way, but her prospects at winning. No, because Mel B is bomb as fuck. Mel B is bomb as fuck. Jess is my scary too because She's how cool good Mel B is. She's hella good, hella yes. intimidating, hella Hell yeah. just cool as fuck. Just cool. like, yeah, Mel, B, Mel B's not scary in a bad way. No. And then, I mean, Mary Ellen, come on, is, has there ever been a posher name? <laughs> Mary Ellen. Oh, let me raise my pinky for my tea, Mary Ellen. Oh, my God. So, Mary Ellen is posh spice. And that gives us Delaney as? Sporty. I already said Delaney sporty. Oh, can I tell you, we are 1,000% aligned. I thought we might be. This is crazy. It was one of the harder ones to crack, but once you find the keystone of Matt is baby, everything else kind of just falls into place. So, one more quick rundown. Matt, you baby spice. Andy, you ginger spice. Mary Ellen, you posh spice. Delaney, you sporty spice. And Jess is scary spice, a.k.a. Mel B. Did you have any other reasoning than I laid out? I think just like my Mel B comment yeah. is really why I felt okay with that. And I would love to see Jess um, guest on RuPaul's Drag Race. Or on The Circle. Oh, oh shit. God. Could you imagine Matt and Jess just hanging out in the circle? But then it makes me want to have Scary as Delaney for that reasoning. But no, never mind. Surviving main circle time? I mean, that'd be great. It wouldn't be, would it be difficult to recreate the circle? Mm -hmm. Probably not, right? Mm -mm. But not as much fun. Because you know everybody in real life. I mean, you just get strangers. Okay. I don't think they knew these people before they came. Well, anyways, this is shaping <laughs> to be a supersized penultimate episode. Oh, my Jacqueline. God. Let's throw it to break. And then to episode 12. And a lady drying her shorts. Just a preview. We'll be right back. Surviving Maine. Yeah, yeah. Episode 12. Yeah, yeah. Brought to you by Survivor Cast International. 
That's us. Their episode title. Screwing all the pooches with Poochie the Pooch. Did you get consent from those pooches? Their episode title, Maine Sounds Better With You. Music Sounds Better With Maine. Aww. Our title, Loving Them Mainies. Loving Them Peaches, parentheses, Maine. Maine butts? Maine butts. <laughs> right? Because a peach is a butt? Are you on butt patrol, but just keeping it to yourself? I definitely haven't been, but I could start just for episode 13. I mean, I guess you better. All right, butt patrol, here I come. So everyone know that Jackie is checking out your butt, even if she just keeps it to herself and doesn't mention it. That's so uncomfortable. I'm not looking at anyone's butts. You said you're on butt patrol. Well, I changed my mind. I think you're just being coy. Me think the lady doth protest too much, but patrol. You know, Survivor Maine is classy, mm. and they're not shooting lots of pictures of butts. Classy, you know, tossing that hammer around. <laughs> Anywho, rolling on into the episode, Mary Ellen is gagged that Danny has gone home. But even before that, we get a shot of Delaney drying her shorts by the fire. Oh. It's great. See, butt patrol already, but they're not attached to her butt. But they're not attached to her butt. <coughs> yep. Matt plays <laughs> at being disappointed that Dan has gone home instead of Delaney, but then we find out that he called an audible at the last moment. He's and the one who did it. Swapped that vote. So surprised that Mary Ellen didn't know. I was She's none the wiser. Gagged. Jess and Delaney... I hope they go all the way. I really have all my eggs in the Jess and Delaney basket. But I really want Matt there, too. That's the power threesome. I feel like Matt has done so much behind the scenes and undercover Plus, that he's got to take it, right? He's got to be the one who takes it if he makes it. Takes it if he makes it. Because there's so many surprises. Yeah. We like surprises. He's got to be the one who takes it if he makes it because there's so many surprises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the stash is back, baby. Right? Hell yeah. Undeniably, Matt has brought the mustache back. We I'm love it. Every street corner, I'm seeing a mustache. Hell yeah. So Andy reaches out to Matt. Speaking of Matt. He's in fucking panic mode. Andy? Andy is. Yeah, free fall. And he's just, like, trying to sell himself, knowing that, you know. Trying to be like, you, me, and Mary Ellen can do it. You know it. Yeah. Come on, man. It's me, your old pal Andy. Come on, bro. But Delaney is riding super high from not using her idol and staying in. Oh, my. Okay. Delaney fucking... I, making a boss making moves this episode boss jesus christ because i completely forgot that she sat on that idol mm -hmm. from last tribal yes sir and you can want to keep your eye on that idol because it it's gonna be important later you might be important if you're delaney's idol <laughs> okay if you're delaney's idol you might be important that's the way it should go if you're gonna do that joke mm. Thank you for punching it up. You're welcome. That's what wives are for, people. 
punching their husbands jokes up. up. Okay. Into joke heaven. Jo- jokes. Jokes. Um, you know. <laughs> Mary Ellen is targeting Andy and 100% opposed to flipping on Matt and is openly 100% opposed to flipping on Matt. Yes, but she's also targeting Delaney. Like, Mary Ellen couldn't give a bologna sandwich, whether it's Delone, Delaney or Andy. Thinks both are big threats. Hold on a second. And is that. I need it. I just have to. Is that like a little amount? I don't know the value of a bologna sandwich. Couldn't give like it's like saying like couldn't give a rat's ass. Again, that's a small amount, or <laughs> this, these are things of value. She doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. Okay, okay. She doesn't care if it is Delaney or Andy. She just wants some heavy hitter out. As long but as it's Del- not Matt, right? But Delaney doesn't feel like Delaney thinks that. Mary Ellen's on her side. Yes. Trickster. Hashtag final greenies. Hashtag last of the Miko Hans. Mm-hmm. So the Mihokins. Mihokins. Okay. You know that movie? No idea. And then Delaney take Matt to end? Question mark? Question Fair? mark. Question mark. Ah. Should we go on into. Nope. Nope. Real quick, Delaney has this really lovely moment. Yes. She talks about how she's recently turned 27. Well, we get these. Can I just to to further frame this? We get Matt and Delaney starting with Delaney and what seems like they were prompted of kind of why do you want to win? Why do you think you should win? Right. Do you think it's a mistake that we don't get everyone's response to this right now that we just get the two of them? Do you think we'll get other people's response going into the finale? Well, here's the issue. We don't get Mary Ellen's. I know. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know why we end up with theirs. If we're only going to get one more person's and it's going to end up being the top three, did you just show your hand as to who the two of the top three are? Maybe they weren't even prompted and they just both spontaneously happened to speak on this. Maybe. Okay, no, I'm sorry. But Delaney talks about previous lack of confidence in decision making with life. And how in turning 27, she wants to be okay knowing who she is and that she's smart and capable as a person. It's it, You're right. You said it. And it is this really nice introspective moment, kind of talking about self-actualizing a little mm-hmm. bit. And just how she, yeah, does have all these other aspects of her life. And that this was just kind of this uh, culmination of, of all that. Yeah. Some stray thoughts on what Delaney says. Uh, has done winter camping. Cool. Pretty hardcore. Um, studying politics to prepare for Maine. <laughs> Hashtag the Ross Perot or the Herman Kane of the season. The double P's, the politics and puzzles. And she says that she adored Delano's Matt and everyone. Yes. Delaney adored Delano's them. And then we get Matt kind of similarly speaking on what it would mean t- for him to win. And just that, you know, he's a Survivor Pandemic fan. He's a Survivor. He's gonna make you. It struck me that it is funny that just dot, dot, dot during the pandemic is just like interesting shorthand for 
this period of like two years where you know, oh during the pandemic i changed careers got into certain you know it's just like or like the pre-pandemic convos or like all these things the p- pandemic it's you know I, this interesting just historical marker in all of our lives now interesting i think that matt made me reflect upon true that and you know matt as he do slay slay all day hashtag slaying he loves to say slay and we love to hear him say it now let's swing into that immunity baby yes well and then mary ellen (laughs) does speak a little bit on confessional difficulties how it can be hard to open up how it can be hard to be articulate or eloquent in the moment yes can definitely understand that i think she does a good job though i think mary ellen's fantastic and doesn't give herself enough credit hell yeah and that the tribe name is Abateki. We haven't discussed the merge tribe name whatsoever. Where did this come from? I don't know. I'm curious. Abateki, I hardly know her. All right, now let's head to immunity. Off to immunity. You have to David three clay pigeons. David? <laughs> As in David and Goliath. Good joke. And hopefully only hit your own. There's a glass bottle in the middle with uh like a ward some type of advantage, advantage. Or a clue. there we go that's the word i wanted do you wish clay pigeons were shaped like little birds um i'm gonna say yes yes i do me too i feel like it'd be much more expensive and fun well it'd be more expensive to make they would probably break. I was going to say that likelihood of like their necks snapping or their legs breaking off or much higher than breaking a circle. Clay pigeons are prone to breaking as they are because, you know, they're intended to be broken well, when they're hit with a bullet. So I'm just saying also like, be like more difficult to shoot that's what out I'm saying. Of, a <laughs> of, like, of a clay pigeon shooter. shooter. Yeah. yeah. Not like to shoot bang, bang, but like to project into the air for the purpose of being shot. Yo, but I do wish that <laughs> they were shaped like little pigeons still. That'd they don't cool. even need to have... Or just a pigeon stamp on the center. Sure. They don't even need to have feet. Like, it could be a squat little compact, and it just, like, has a little bit, like, more... Like, there's some wings carved into it and a head carved into it. A little ovalish with a head? Yeah, it could be done. Yeah. Get on it, yeah. universe. Okay. wouldn't fly as well. Probably not. It would not fly well it's at like all. like a rock, a misshapen rock thrown into the sky. Yes. Andy goes first. He's got on good socks. I haven't noticed. I've been talking about his acid dad outfit all season. It's acid dad chic, but he's also got some good socks going on. Ridiculous. They keep going back and forth in the background, and I don't know if it's, like, because they're in the camera shot or in the way if the slingshot backfired. I don't know, but the castaways keep shifting in the background for the first couple of goes. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that they're going one by one, that it's like, Andy, you go and shoot, and it's not everyone shooting at the same time, but that would be difficult to manage and to film. Or just, like, make it a fucking free-for-all and the first person that all their things are down. But, like, as we see, when the board gets hit, multiple things fall down. They have it's to like check it to verify if it's been broken enough to count as a hit. I wonder if, like, doing the hanging method maybe would have made this a little bit 
easier to manage. Like it's hanging from a string or twine, and if it breaks around it, that's when it counts? Or, yeah, it's like hanging down from a string, and you have to hit it, and when it, yeah. Harder to rig up. Um, How about this guitar on the soundtrack? Hmm. Who's the composer? Jimmy Page? I don't know. Joe Santioli? Oh John God. Fusciante? Okay, I'll stop with that joke. Matt Jeff Beck? Matt. Really ripping it up, though, right? Really this ripping it. Shredding, Taylor some might in say. The studio. Some might say a little shreddy poo. Damn, shreddy poo. Do you think Taylor has a guitar that says shreddy poo on it? I mean, I hope so. So. Matt goes second. He flirts with the glass. Hi, little glass. Delaney goes third. Full on miss. Mary Ellen goes fourth. How the fuck do I hold this thing? That doesn't. That's not exactly what she says. But she doesn't know how to hold it. It's complicated. Have you ever handled one of these slingshots? I have. Me too. It's a generational thing, maybe. Maybe. My brother had one. That's the thing. My older brother had one too. Who are about the same age and of similar demeanor. Exactly. And then when Mary Ellen goes, Boy Scout. it's also interesting that people have different forms. Some people are getting down on their knees. Other people are doing it standing and kind of tilted downward at the targets. A couple try to use the little table that things are on to help steady them. You know, it's a really unclear challenge to watch. It is... Not incredibly dynamic. Easy to talk about. Jess goes fifth and also full on misses. Nice. There's a baby crying in the background at one point. Mary Ellen's great and hilarious, and I love her. Why aren't the pigeons shaped like pigeons? Um, I could use a little more host commentary during this challenge, I will say. Oh. Wilson will say. Putting Liza to task. They I need to love get to it. Liza and their host supreme. Unero numero. But we have to, you know, be an unbiased source here at Survivor Cast International. All right. I love it. Oh, and you know what? <clears throat> We've gotten um, the DL that this is taking place, I believe, on Liza's brother, Basil, his farm. Really? He must run a fucking spool farm, am I right? With all these spools Oh my everywhere? god, they were so difficult to find around our wedding time. Must be growing spools with all these spools it's I like see everywhere. It's like they're growing on trees. Yes. And then Andy wins! Hooray! His second win in a row and his third overall this season. Do appreciate the slow motion shot for the last shot. Absolutely. Andy salutely. Andy, salutely. Moving into post-immunity, we get a lot of shots of Andy lounging on these loose chunks of wood. What is he doing? Can't be comfortable. Trying to be a pimp? Question mark? (laughs) Ew. I mean, doesn't it give that vibe? No. Pimp never came to mind when looking at Andy. Mm -hmm. But I guess he is wearing... You know who specifically came to mind for me? He is wearing crazy clothing. Jabba the Hutt? Ictuta. With his, like, Princess Leia on the gold chain, like, I'm this fat cat. No you can come to me. I'm gonna trick you into this pit of doom. <laughs> can we, um, do you think we can add Jabba the Hutt to the list of celebrities I can impersonate? Mm, do it one more time. 
e chunta no pochopo solo if you'll retire barack obama completely then absolutely now listen here no jabba i need your support in the midterms e chunta <laughs> you're ridiculous Jobo, Jobo, Obama. He can't run again. He's already had his eight years. He can run for president of Tatooine. Okay. There we go. Tatooine. Tatooine. And, you know, Delaney tells Andy that she has an idol in not so many words. Yes. Other people are playing the slingshot game in the background. And you can see Kaya stayed for the weekend. Woohoo! Hell yeah. And then this moment where Delaney and we get the hashtag Delaney second shot flashback. Right. Claims the jar prize. And it's because Andy also points out that she had broken it. Right. Way to go, Andy. Way Way to to go, honest. Although it just tells her that there's going to be a final three. And she's like, yeah, we all kind of assume that. Yeah, it is interesting that it's not more than that. A little bit of an anticlimactic reveal, but it's okay. And, you know, there's some chit-chat happening, and Mary Ellen walks in, and there's this awkward, like, so what y'all doing moment, where it's like, well, we were talking about you, so now this is really awkward. (laughs) Here's a game. Take a shot every time Matt says slay, or some variation. Oh my god, I'd be so dead. Andy tells Matt that Delaney said she's not going home. And then he's like, well, that's what people say. And Matt's like, no, it's fucking scary. That's hilarious. But also, why are you saying this, Delaney? Unless you're planning on doing what you did, which, okay, love it. (laughs) I didn't expect you to do that. Yes, all becomes clear. Delaney, her masterful stroke reveals all. Um, Andy does say that he thinks he has to keep on winning immunities to stay in the game. True but that's that. his only lifeline. Yes. Um, and then this funny moment that Andy tells Matt that he's pretty sure he was going to win the challenge. Oh, no big deal or anything, Matt, but I'm probably going to win this. We should probably work together and then it pops his collar. But Andy does think that no one has a shot against Delaney, that Delaney, this is Delaney's game to lose. Speaking of Delaney frolicking yes. in the field with Jess. The best. They better be best friends forever. Come on, Delaney and Jess. Make my life. Make my life. Mary Ellen, she tries to work some of her hashtag grandma magic to flip Jess against Delaney, but not, she's not having any of it. No, not gonna happen. Don't you wish that you could pluck an assortment of people from your life and have them play a season of Surviving Man mm-hmm. against their will? Maybe. Main B? Main B. <laughs> Matt is... I'm really wondering if Matt's going to vote for Mary Ellen. There's, like, the most talk there has been all season yet about Matt maybe flipping. Yeah, he's a ride or die with Mary Ellen, though. What about Delaney? She's talking to Andy, and she, like, slips into, like, cartoon newsy speak. Hey, I'm not going home, see? But this is also where we get our titular moment right. of Delaney screwing all the pooches. Hey, I'm screwing that pooch, see? Delaney, get consent. Then we get 
philosophical hey, and dogs can't consent but no. cartoon dogs can ew goofy poochie gross both arthur he's an aardvark um andy gets philosophical on his log pile yes and i'm talking about adult arthur just to be clear i realize he's a child in the cartoon i'm talking grown-up arthur okay all right grown-up <laughs> arthur just to clarify sure um, <clears throat> you know that Bob Marley's son sings the theme song. Jesus fucking Arthur. Christ! Um, hey, so it's a wonderful world today. Playing in we Maine, we can learn to laugh and play and get along with, with each other. Maine, it's a wonderful day to Maine. Maine, Maine. They should fucking really hire go to Maine. Damian Marley Maine. to write the theme song to survive your Maine season. I mean, I'm pretty sure we just did. We wrote half of it right there for them. Taylor, you have our permission to pull that raw audio. Yes. And spin some gold. Maine. Maine. <clears throat> Matt is really wanting Jess and Mary Ellen out. He thinks that he can pitch Jess leaving by telling Delaney that like Jess is an auto vote in the jury for her. And then he wants to, like, let them fight and have Andy and Delaney, Kong versus Godzilla, duke it out. Right. I feel like there's so, so much this foursome with Andy on the outs, but Andy's just unable to lose. That there's not a lot to go beyond here besides hope and (laughs) luck of being on the right numbers. 100%. There's also like so many interlocking alliances that heading into tribal, I'm a little, I'm initially like, I don't know quite what's going to happen. Is Delaney going to like sacrifice Jess through her idol play? Is Matt going to flip on Mary Ellen? Like you said, you know, ever the, the, even through the talking heads, clarity doesn't come because there's just so many shifting tiered alliances bleeding into each other i don't know where anyone's you know reality lays i feel like a lot of the players don't know where anyone's reality lays i feel like some of them don't even know where their own reality lays right now damn and then matt appeals to delaney tearfully don't make me make fire delaney these beautiful soft hands they can't make fire they make love they don't, make focaccia. Don't make me make fire and don't make me vote out Mary Ellen. Mm, the two things I can't abide. Hell yeah. With that, let's head to Tribal. We roll into Tribal and our jury comes in. And Matt is looking... My, Matt. Mike. Mike is looking so angry. It's because he's wearing a red t-shirt. Is it? Yes. Okay. He looks like the embodiment of evil from... Inside Out, played by Lewis Black. I'm so angry. I'm a little sad that Dan is the only jury member who's coming back with no glow up. He looks exactly as he was voted out. A little disheveled, a little like, fuck this noise, I need my burger. He should have a new shirt, a new pair of pants. I vote he loves those pants and they cost like $800, so I understand why. But at least like a pair of sunglasses on. I feel like we haven't talked food the last little bit on the show. I wonder what they've been doing to keep up their energy. We need to watch those fucking Ponderosa episodes. You're right, we do. They're down to one bench. All cute and cozy. Andy, um, 
Annie's a real, you know, that song, uh, Goodbye with a Little Help for My Friends, that Andy references. But his friends are the idol. As a person, he's the version of that song that plays before the TV show, The Wonder Years. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. All right. I mean, I've never seen The Wonder Years and have no idea what you're talking about, but totally. Or goodbye with a little help of mine. It's like a Joe Cocker. It's a little more soulful than the Beatle version. Okay. Okay. Andy's a little soul-y. Um, He also is a little worried. Sorry, that was an accident. A little worried that uh, if his winning streak ends, he's going to get kicked out. Yes, and I think he's correct about that. Absolutely. And next tribal means no idols. This is your last time to use an idol. After this, it's just, can you win immunity? Andy says Jess specifically views him as a big threat, and he's got to keep streaking. He's got to streak to the end. Yeah. You're going to get nude and run all the way to victory. Naked. Uh, Mary Ellen drops that she didn't know Dan was the one going home, and the jury seems a little shook. Dan is literally hiding behind Mike as she says this. As he's invoked, you only see him slightly peeking out behind Mike's angry tower. Makes you wonder if he's like bad mouth Mary Ellen a little bit. And then Mary Ellen admits that she was targeting Delaney last round. And then Delaney kind of gets killed by Mary Ellen's kindness. You know, just that, oh, she's such a intense and sociably lovable and confident player, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's something I want to stop down and talk about for a moment. Lay it on me. Now, here, this moment where Delaney is talking about Mary Ellen and the relationships, it's so deep, right? These relationships that I feel like they're building seem super sincere. Now, I'm wondering how these relationships compare to the relationships on the CBS Survivor. Mm. Based on the fact that, like, you have so much more time on CBS, but the pressure to win and the desire for that, like, end... I think it's, Please, and, yeah. I, I wonder how the friendship yeah. bonds compare. I think it's a little apple to oranges. I feel like on but CBS Survivor. Fruit. Hey, they all fruit. Hashtag they all fruit. On CBS Survivor, I feel like it's this crazy once in a life experience and the fact that you can win a million dollars and that you are out there longer and you are more in the wilderness. And it's just like more of it's more of a heightened crazy experience all mm-hmm. lends itself to that thing potentially. But also you're going to encounter bigger personalities and people that are harder to get along with as well. And then with Maine, it's just like it's a smaller thing that you've crafted with these people. So there's that deeper connection. You have less time, but the propent like the soil's more fertile for friendships. A thousand percent. No one takes Liza's bait kind of asking questions about trust and where trust is currently falling. Andy gives a really good moment, which we'll double back to in a bit, but really talking about how trust is a bit of a perception. Him and Delaney are kind of on that kick. It's such a good answer that Liza compliments it. And what's that, Andy, you say? 
It, it seems like Andy's in the studio right now. Hello? It's definitely gonna be worth it. Isn't this just Andy? Have Andy written all over it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just hear his voice real quick. Canceled. Look at the album cover to this. Doesn't that just look like Andy? Not at all. Doesn't even look close to Andy. Andy. Okay. <laughs> if I sing out of tune. You've heard that song. Yeah. That's the opening to The Wonder Years. Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your Andy and I'll lend you an Andy. Uh, go vote, bitches. They go to vote. Andy doesn't care who goes home. As, he, well, as as if it's not Delaney, he doesn't care. He kind of has a stream of conscious deciding in real time how he's going to vote situation yes. going on. Votes for Delaney. Matt votes for Jess. And then Delaney has like an internal voting discussion and then just kind of talks long game in the booth. <laughs> well, she like asks, she's like, I need some space to figure this out. And then it cuts. So I wonder that and it, I just took note of that. Interesting. It's and hard because I don't even fucking know who I want to go home at this point. No, she's doing some mental math, some hardcore mental math, very conflicted. And then we get a shot of a very animated jury. Lots of chatter. I mean, Mike in particular, again, super animated. Mike the mouth. And we say that lovingly. Big red mouth that we want to kiss. Big red angry mouth. Arr. Delaney plays their idol, and the jury gasps. <gasps> Deeply inhales. But um, they're not playing it. She plays it for fucking Jess. She plays it for Jess. What a move. Fucking what? crazy. If it goes well, I made the move. If not... At least I tried. I'm fe I'm truly on the edge of my seat here. And because I'm like, if this is pulled off, my head will explode. Crazy. And if it isn't pulled off, it will be crushing. Heartbreaking. Crazy. The highest of highs, the lowest of lows. Truly more anticipation than I've ever felt watching CBS Survivor. Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. What a moment. Delaney and like so bold. as but here's the thing as this happens and the votes come in Andy and Matt share this moment of eye contact oh god that it's like oh Andy's like see fucker now we have to get rid of Delaney Andy's like the little devil on yep. little devil Joe yep. Cocker on Matt's shoulder whispering evil nothings into his ear about Delaney. So I truly don't know if this was the best move for you, Delaney. I mean, it's a fucking firecracker of a move. It's crazy, but it might have cost her room in the final three. I think she can do it. She can fucking stick the landing, win final immunity, bring it home, win the whole game. Let's fucking hope. 
So, but yes, the votes come in. One vote for Delaney. Two votes for Jess. Do, do not count. count. Two votes for Mary Ellen. Super sad. Super, super sad to see Mary Ellen go home. I am sad to see Mary Ellen go, but it's such a holy shit satisfying moment that it completely takes the sting out, I have to say. Just riding high on what just happened. I mean, same same fucking thing for Mary Ellen, right? Like in her exit video, just full on class, excited to have been on the receiving end of such a great move hyper humble and positive as always i mean and like it's just like everyone just witnessed this fucking champion move by delaney and matt gives a little cry he's very unhappy he is mary ellen says that she's just proud to have been a survivor cast international spice girl and that was really all she wanted from the game anyways yeah and I say, sorry, getting a little sloppy on the music cues. I say that Mary Ellen, and I don't think I've assigned anyone this doctor yet, is the 13th doctor, Jody Whitaker. Oh, shit. Who's always super positive and joyful, just like Mary Ellen. Way to go, Mary Ellen. All right. Is it time for some fucking awards? Is it time for awards? Yes. And it's your week, Jacqueline, to hand out some awards. All right. What What should I start with, Cody? Please start with your Hein Vosloo Ultimate Survivor Award. Now, I must tell you, this was too difficult for me this week. Ultimate Survivor came down to two different things. And you know what? I'm going to use them both. Wow. Unprecedented. They both came from episode 11. Unprecedented? The first one. Unprecedented is Donald Trump. But um, bum Hashtag impeachment joke. Was Delaney getting out during that immunity challenge only because she moved too quick? Okay. I'd say like that was like an ultimate survivor moment for Andy to wait it out. Oh, because, during the transition, yes. the live transition. Yes. Okay, I love it. But so that, that was Andy being given the ultimate survivor for Delaney's failure. His cunning in taking his time. Exactly. Andy won ultimate survivor in that moment, but he has to share it with the ambiance of the night in that episode 11 last night sleeping together where they just enjoyed each other oh so you're saying the ultimate survivor is the ambiance of the good vibes of of... the perfect survivor evening okay right like it provided the opportunity for them to all feel like ultimate survivor winners you just broke the mold yes i did damn be proud of me you just redefined the whole category hell fucking yeah should i roll right into my fashionista moment please my fashionista moment comes from episode 11 okay where andy bleep blop bloop becomes a (laughs) robot robot andy for fashionista so he gets a full one and a half. <laughs> a full one and a half what? Well, because he got half of it for being the Hein oh, Vosloo. I see. And I now see. he's getting one for Fashionista Robot Man. I love your commitment to the robot bit. <laughs> Bleep, blorp, Andy, borp, beep, borp, 
does not compute what is love. Andy also gets my teachable fucking moment this week. Andy, you're on fire, motherfucker. Oh, but that needs to come last. So, my Miss Congeniality is awarded in episode 12 to our one and only homegirl, Mary Ellen, for that exit statement of pride for herself, love for her colleagues, Mm. and only excitement about this game. After a game of being a constant ray of sunshine and always fun to watch, leaving on this note of being genuinely excited at the move that was just pulled off is such a winning, lovable thing. Exactly. Fucking love you, Mary Ellen. You maybe would have taken the cake had you made it there. Mary Ellen, more like Mary Heaven. Now, speaking about heaven, take me to some Serafina because it's time for this week's teachable moment. Lay it on me, cuz. Jackie and I are not cousins. Kissing cousins. Kissing cousins. Gross. <laughs> Yeehaw! What is your Serafina teachable moment of the week besides not to kiss your cousin? Well, I already slightly gave it away that it was Double an Andy mind. moment. But this Andy moment comes in episode 12 where he's at Tribal and he has this trust quote. Now I've got the whole thing written down for you here, Cody. Rejoice. You have the full quote. Trust that people are going to do what is best for them. If you can guess what they think is best for them then you can trust that they're going to do that. Andy has kicked into philosopher sage mode. The lack of food, the clean main air, the kindred spirit with his fellow man, woman, and other non-binary beautiful babies. Hell yeah. He's like, he's turned into a philosopher king out there in the woods. Well, Andy, thank you. Curly-haired king of the woods. But will he be the ultimate survivor king? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. That's all for this week. Well, not for this week. I will find it. That's all for this episode. Find us as we cover some main bonus content, hopefully before the finale. And then we're going to try to watch the finale live, or maybe your parents will be here. I think my parents will probably be here, so it'll be we'll later be on in the evening. Soup and bread, right? They're gonna bring a salad. Maybe we'll drop into the live chat for a moment. We will drop an exclamation mark. We'll discreetly do an exclamation mark if dinner is going well, <laughs> and a question mark. If dinner is not going well. So watch uh, for that. And, you know, we can't wait. All right. Follow us at INT Survivor Cast. Follow, find Surviving Maine on YouTube. Follow them at Surviving Maine, I think, on Twitter. You can find them everywhere. We love you. We love you. Rejoice. Jabulani. 
Taylor's right. It's crazy that we didn't know what Javulani meant It is before. ridiculous. We shouldn't have used this song. Javulani. How could it mean anything bad from the way they're singing it? True. Valid. It would be so ominous if it was something bad. Like genocide or something. Shall I kill you? Like somebody Rejoice! You've just listened to a Reality Pod International podcast. Find more episodes and other great shows at Reality Pod INT on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe, and find us on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. exciting news to share so exciting that i'm going to share it from my car (laughs) for the first time in 22 years we have an official survivor podcast it's not a recap podcast there are some great ones out there this is something very different it's called on fire with jeff probst that's me i'll be hosting and each week we're going to take you inside the making of survivor from the producer's point of view